Hey, how are things? This is Mark here, and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. This is episode 244. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, you are genuinely more than welcome. The topic of today's show is one of my favorite things in the world. It is dogs. My guest is Deborah Keegan. She herself has over 20 dogs. She borders dogs, she breeds dogs, and she is through and through a dog lover and extremely knowledgeable. Today, I try to tap into that knowledge by asking her questions. We talk about dogs' temperaments. We talk about um, dogs' deaths, how the death of a dog can affect you as much as a sibling or a, a loved one. I ask her about professional breeders versus scamming, scamming breeders and how you can tell the difference. And she gives some great information on that. And I suppose it seems obvious now, but I wouldn't have thought about it. She's she's so knowledgeable about all things canines. And I, I really enjoy talking to her. I, you know, I could have genuinely done five or six hours with her today talking about dogs. Go and check her out. Her link is in the description. It's a, her Facebook page. The email is in there. Her phone number is in there. There's loads of cool pictures in there as well, so definitely go down and give her a follow. Thank you for everyone who's supporting the podcast as normal. I know I think it's the 18th of June. The podcast is three years old, so a three-year anniversary, which is fantastic. Thanks for your support as always. You can make a donation to the show if you'd like to help out. It's paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. The link is in the description. It's a one-time donation. My link tree is also in the description of this podcast. You can find me on Instagram and linkedin and facebook and if you don't have paypal but would like to make a donation you can donate to the tip jar there and um, thank you to anyone who's donated to the show it's genuinely not possible without your donation so thank you to everyone who has done so if you'd like to contact me my email is clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com my name is mark mccormick and thank you for listening to the clockwork junkie podcast Keep up with all the latest news and guests by following the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. How many dogs do you own? Uh, 22 of my own personal dogs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a lot of cuddles. That's a lot of cuddles every day. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a lot of cuddles are getting back as well. Yes, yes, exactly. 22. Yeah. I own... Um, 15 Hungarian Vizslas, five Weimaranas, and two German short-haired pointers. So there's no burglar breaking into your premises anytime soon? No, no. Although some of them, I have to say, would lick you to death. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's... um, Like, you know, like, like, obviously, people that listen to this podcast know that I absolutely love dogs. Maybe more than people, probably more than people. Yeah. Um, 22. I have a mad question for you. Yeah. That's expensive. Yes, it is very expensive. Yeah. It costs me basically. Now, you have to remember, 22 dogs are my personal dogs. Then we could have anywhere between five up to nine, 11 boarders as well with us. So these are visiting dogs where people have gone on holiday. So basically, you're talking about two grand a month. So, yeah, the boarders pay for me to keep my dogs. How often, how often do you feed them? Um, usually one meal a day, a big meal. Then they get their treats in the afternoon. But the, but other dogs that come to stay with us actually get fed twice a day, plus their treats. So do you know? They, 
high energy dogs. They need a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. High energy dogs, they, they need their grub. But you know, so just say like I'm Joe Bloggs and I have a normal dog at home. Yes. Like, is it, like, this is actually a very good question. We might all learn something yeah. here. Is, is it better? Like, I see people who might say, look, we have a dog. There's a dog bowl. We fill it full of food. Every so often during the day, the dog might be throwing a chop bone or a bit of a chop. Then later on, a sausage yeah. or something else. And the food yeah. is there that they would eat themselves. What's the, is there an ideal way? And if so, what is it to feed a dog? Or is it different for every dog, maybe? It is different. Different breeds do um, tend to have, say, a more high protein diet than others. But we found that feeding them, some dogs only need one large meal and they're fine. But we found that feeding them, say, raw meat and fish, um, it supplements their food and they're getting everything they need in it. Um, But say some dogs, they need two smaller meals a day. It just depends. It's like humans. You know the way some people just have a poor appetite? It's the same thing. Yeah. Whereas like I like two small meals a day and a big meal. So I'm Oh yeah, of course. Of <laughs> course. Well some dogs would eat all day if you let them. They just, you know, binge. Yeah. Some like to go and some like to go and eat other dogs' food. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, binge the and watch some Netflix, you know. Yeah, oh of course. Why yeah, not? Yeah. Look, twenty two dogs. Jeez, look, I suppose we better start from the beginning. As I said on in the intro there, I have a link yeah. to your Facebook page. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that was you until <laughs> 90 seconds ago, maybe two minutes ago. That's is that me. fair to say that? <laughs> That's sure me, yeah. It's very yeah. impressive. I just thought that you were into them big time and you were sharing this fantastic page. Um, I didn't yeah. know that was all you. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Um, That's pretty cool. I did not know that. If I did, I would have had a lot more research done. Um, <laughs> but anyone that's listening to this that doesn't know me, my name is Mark, as I said in the intro. I rarely have questions. I rarely have anything at all. We just shoot from the hip. And I always have somebody on talking about a subject who know who knows more than me. And that's the way it's going to be today. So look, first of all, tell us about that Facebook page. What is it? Why did you start it? And what's what's your hopes for it, I suppose? Well, I suppose very, very simply, um, I've always had dogs. Always. My mom and dad had a kennels. So I always had a huge love and I was always fascinated when we had puppies that when people came to you, you, you meet amazing people. You really do all sorts of walks of life, all different personalities, you know, and it's amazing to sit and talk to them and to, and to find their love of dogs, too. So I always knew I would carry on with this, that I would open my own kennels. I just I just had it in my heart. But um, I suppose. Mom and dad went in 1984 to Kent and brought a Beechler home and nobody in Ireland had seen one of these dogs before. So this was me. This was, oh my God, I love this dog. This color is stunning. Everything about it is is beautiful. But the point was that we at the time were showing dogs and nobody knew what this dog was. Nobody knew what class this dog could go in. You know, it's not a poodle. It's not. So it went into a gun dog class. Um. Now, of course, there is a visual class, but years ago, all them years ago, there wasn't. So um, I suppose I just wanted people to see this incredible dog because a lot of people will stop me and say, oh, my God, are you the lady with, with those lovely dogs? What is it? Is it a red setter? Is it a Labrador? And I'm like, no, this is a Hungarian Vizsla. You know, it comes from it comes from Hungary. These are the royal dogs. And they were like, oh, my goodness. 
you know and so then of course they can come to the kennels my kennels is open 24 7 anyone is welcome once they obviously give me a little bit of a buzz first but I just wanted people to see you know the type of dog they are that they love children that they're they're like a hunting pet I suppose because all gun dogs are obviously hunting dogs and people can come to the kennels but then you know COVID got a little bit funny as well so people are directed to the Facebook page so they can see pictures they can see if they've booked a puppy they can obviously see the prospective parents eventually um, they get to see their puppy and they get to be involved from day one from the birth now that's a lot of that is done privately of course as well because I don't want to be posting you know little puppies with their mommy because I don't think we're allowed but (laughs) you know but there's a lot a lot of stuff that um we need people to see because I suppose COVID taught us all a huge lesson that a dog isn't just something you pick up to you know oh my goodness I'm not going into the office today I've got a bit of time I could go for a walk whatever with the dog and this COVID unfortunately ruined a lot of things for a lot of people so that's, yeah, dogs are at like, least um... with the People need to realise like a dog is a member of a family. Don't get a dog yes. if you're not going to at least give 15 years. You have to have time to yourself. Yes. You have to be able to walk the dog, feed the dog, have somewhere for the dog to go, be able to have for the dog and all of those things, which is the reason I don't have a dog because yes, I know that exactly. I can't do that. Um, yeah. Do you, do you, um, did I hear you saying there, or maybe I misunderstood it, and this was at the very start of the podcast. I don't yeah. even know if we were recording at this stage, <laughs> but um, do you, mind other people's dogs yes and, I do. yeah you did say that so just say for does that mean for example of let's just say me and the family are going to play the lingus for 10 days we could ring you in advance and is, yes. is that what you mean that's yes we that's what the board and kennels is so it's a so basically as i said i'm ireland's largest hungarian vigla breeding and boarding kennels well, that's incredible so, well done by the way that's that's thank you happy. thank you and you it should... escalated so quickly like yeah. it wasn't just it, like you, as you know yourself every business it's like you have to keep building 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 all the time maintaining a good reputation I thought it would take like a decade or something more I don't know but it actually escalated very quickly because many people that know about this breed I I, I can't stress enough how similar the owner to the dog actually can be. It is so funny. It is so funny. And they come and they take these puppies into their home. And I get the most incredible photos back of this child. It's their child. It's their, say, their first child. It's their fourth child. And that's how they see this puppy. And it grows with yeah. them. And and even today, I'm actually minding um, one of my pups from seven years ago. They're here today while their family are in Florida, you know, and it's so it's so lovely to have this. And I probably shouldn't say this, but at the moment I have a litter of puppies. And the first dog that I actually got from Hungary, because I obviously wanted genuine lines. um, He... We have this litter of pups is his great, great, great grand puppies. So that's how, yeah, that's how much I love these dogs, that we can always continue down the lines that, you know, nobody can come to me and say, oh, you don't know anything about your dog. Yes, I do. I know its health history. I know about the lines. I know where they've come from, you know, and I meet people every month at a club that we have and I can see all the relatives and it's just amazing. It, it really is. 
only dog lovers can get this i think <laughs> i don't yeah, think other some people, people don't understand, understand dogs they kind of think like that um like oh well they're treating that dog like a child now i understand yeah. when you say that what some people that listen to this podcast might picture is um you know like where you see some people with dogs and they might have them in kind of an outfit or a hat and like yeah. I, I i don't even go for that stuff i mean a child is in the absolute 100 percent love and the commitment 100 percent, the adoring yes. love for the animal like yeah. i i i said it on this podcast before like dogs and i know i said it to you off air and i know people talk about it, they're the best thing that was ever invented ever they're yeah. just absolutely fantastic they're full of goodness they're full of to add to people's lives they're just the most amazing things you can ever see in your life but you must have the facilities to mind one you must be able to do of it of course that's of something course. that's cool about you by the way whereas like if i had a dog and i was going somewhere and you were going to mind that dog you've had dogs all your life you know inside out what to do with yeah. everything it's just it must be a great comfort do people feel that with your experience as a comfort leaving dogs with you Yes. Yeah. And you and you can see that actually on my Facebook page, like you'll get some people, you know, saying, oh, my goodness. Um, say, for instance, um, Hendrix stayed with us a few weeks ago and I see his owner commented he came back in the best condition of his life. Thanks so much for looking after him, you know, and I always get praise for I send people, obviously, their dogs private messages as well. I don't just post them on Facebook. I'll send them private messages and videos. And, you know, he had his breakfast this morning. Here he is out playing with one of my dogs, you know, and they get they know that their dog is safe because there's great comfort in that, you know. Yes. And some people will actually send back. Oh, my God, Deborah, I was just thinking of him. Thanks so much. I feel so much, you know, I feel so much better now. You know, I can relax from it for the day. But yeah, it's, it's it's it is incredible. I have to say, the love they have for them is is incredible, it's, and it makes me biggest... feel my job is done. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, because like yeah. it's like uh, you don't have to worry. Deborah's on the job. Everything is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. yeah. She so can't either... do much else, but she can mind the dog. Yeah, she can't. Yeah, she can't mind herself, but she can mind the dog. Yeah. You're the biggest one in Ireland. Like, I mean, you say yeah. that like it's a. Uh, like you're just having a cup of tea with someone, but like that's that's really like are you proud of that? Oh my god! Um, I yes, of course I am extremely proud of that. But I'm. It's not so much. It's not so much the proud of the amount of dogs I own and mind. It's it's the amount of people that recognise that. That that always gets me. That actually always gets me every time because, like like I said, we've we've set up. I set up my own Beachley Club, um, in Dublin. And we all meet. And it's amazing the amount of people that actually turn up and go, look, it's Deborah, it's Deborah. Um, who who have you got with you today? Which dog have you got? How is our dog related to yours? And and it's just lovely. And people chat and talk and ask to, ask advice. Um, other people have like, oh, it's too far to come. It's too far to come. So I said, OK, where are you? Um, and they're in Wexford. And I'm like, OK. So we just two weeks ago, we set up a Wicklow Wexford club that we'll be going to. Um, last Sunday, I was in Cork at the Vigla club there where they invited me there. Um, this Sunday, we're back on Bull Island again. And the following Sunday, we're actually at a place called Dunani Beach in County Louth. So we're all, all these clubs are linking in and it's to get people out, get those dogs out, get them socialized, get all that high energy in a positive way. And of course, if people have kids, isn't it great for them too that they're not sat at home pressing buttons, or you know that they're actually out and about in the fresh air enjoying their dog? That and it's just a lovely very good to idea. Say. Yeah, that's a very good idea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. How long? So I set up. 
Yes, go on. Yeah, no, I was just going to say to you, how long is, um, you were just about to answer the question, I think, even before yeah. I asked it. When <laughs> right. did you set it up? How, how long is it going, the club? Um, actually, I only set up my club two months ago and I already have 90 members. And these are only people that basically um, just probably have gone on my page um, or people that have bought puppies off me or people that have boarded their dogs with me over the last year. So it's, yeah, and we're growing. And we're hoping in another few months to try set up one in Galway. Um, poss- possibly, um, I would like if I could get something around this area too, but there's not so many beaches here. But, I, but I'm sure I can try. I'm sure I can uh, try. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's actually a question that I suppose I probably should have asked you at the start. Um, yeah. And I just forgot, as I do, as I tend to do all of the time. Um where exactly in Ireland are you situated? So people can Well, Mark, are you not a Mullingar man? No. Oh, you're not. Oh, I'm, I'm so not. sorry. I, I know you when were. you texted me yesterday about the podcast, you probably thought that we'd go and meet somewhere. And I was thinking, I'm from Athlone. I'm from the big smoke. Oh, you're still Westmead, though. The you're cultural capital of Ireland and indeed the world, Athlone. No. no, 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 no. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. Oh, yeah. Of course you are. I All live right. in this, the, this I podcast live in is the taking sacred. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the sacred center of Ireland near the hill of Oshnach, hence the name Royal Oshnach Hungarian Beaches. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm actually in the very center, um in a very tiny place called Calair, but we're we're basically beside the hill of Oshnach. Yeah. So, yeah. But if anyone That's listening to this just from. for example, obviously I said like um that Facebook page is in the description of the podcast. Go Click on it, maybe give it a follow. There's some lovely pictures of dogs up there, good information. Share it with a friend, do all that type of stuff. Your email is there as well. I believe there's a phone number there yeah, as well to ring if you want is. it. Yeah, yeah. All the information yeah. is there. But um so I still you mentioned something to me earlier on. You said you had twenty plus dogs and by bordering other dogs that allows you to keep all your dogs. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Why so many? Which is a stupid um, question because if I had the money and the area, there is no amount that's too many, but exactly. people would be thinking that, you know. If I actually had more space, I would have more. I would have a dog zoo, and that is the truth. Um, I, I just I just love them. And if I see a pup that I really think has huge potential for breeding and that would really improve on the lines, because obviously we're always looking to improve. Um, we always want to breed a dog that's going to have an exceptional temperament, that's going to be good with children, that's just going to be a nice, placid, not a kangaroo. You know, we just want, you know, the people come and look and they say, wow. So I myself will sometimes stand back and go, oh, my God, I'm keeping this puppy. <laughs> and obviously, I have to live within certain rules and guidelines from the Kennel Club as well. So um, our bitches are only allowed to have four litters. So I want to continue my line, so I have to keep, I will keep a pup out of some of the litters. Of so that's, that's how, how it ends yeah. up growing and you get more it, to it. Yes, yes. It's actually, and sorry, go on, go on. I'll ask you, I was going to say, I'm actually quite, um, oh, I'm not like other breeders. I've never been like other breeders because I give people the service that they want even after they get their puppy. Like, as you can see, I meet them still. Um, I'm always here for advice or information. Like, I'm I'm from day one. They get the full package and an aftercare service. But um, basically, 
um, when the bitches retire, they stay here. They do not leave my premises. I do not give my dog away. I do not have them put down. They stay here. My my two eldest at the moment are actually both 12 and they, they they've earned their retirement. You know, I've heard some 100%. breeders actually do give their dog away and I feel very aggrieved at this, to be honest with you. Because it's like, well, the dog is not fit for purpose now, so I don't want it, which means... Yeah. Which means that which you're means it was only there for money, not yes, for the love exactly. of it. But that's exactly. something. Then we'll just we'll we'll touch on that really quickly. So, like, you might hear on the news or somewhere else, you hear or oh, breeding dogs, and it has this kind of a yes. like obviously the factory. there's <laughs> a factory yeah, there's a professional it. way to do it, and then there's the seedy of way course. to do it. Can you just, I suppose, yeah. and this is actually going to be a good bit of education even for me as well. But what's what's the differences, and how can a Joe Bloggs layperson like myself know the difference between a professional who loves and cares for dogs like yourself and someone, let's just say, who's dodgy. How do you know the difference? What do you look out for? And then what are the differences, if you like? Right. Well, first of all, um, you will be able to you will be able to go to that person's kennels anytime. They're not going to meet you in a car park, but you know, there's not going to be. Um, you need to see. You need to see the mom and the dad. You need to ask about their pedigrees. You need to ask how they got health So you emphasize that so strongly there. You need to see. So if, if, if there's not transparency, there might be something dodgy. Is that what we're talking about here? Yes, exactly. Okay. And you don't know, you don't know if mummy has pushed out six litters or seven litters. You don't know if she's being kept in bad conditions. You don't know if the father is actually the father. You know, there, there are, there's so many cruel and horrible and actually I would say illegal but it never seems to surface they never seem to actually enforce some of the because I don't think they're actual laws I think they might possibly be just guidelines so it's very sad that our dogs get crossed it's very sad that people will breed a puppy and actually advertise it with pictures of parents that don't even exist they've taken them maybe from my Facebook page they can take them from anywhere off the internet and they will advertise these pups and then all of a sudden it's oh my goodness my child is sick I have to go to the doctor can I meet you en route all these things are things that you have to be very very wary of so you're so saying my, that if if somebody can't yeah. um if somebody can't say to you at any time sure call to the cameras yeah. and have a look that means exactly. then don't 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 go yeah. to them yeah exactly I was if if they're not willing to give you some time you know, that's I think that, you know, there's a big question mark over that. There's red flags there straight away. People should be OK. I understand that certain people have certain times and they say, well, we're only open from this time. And that's fine. That just probably means they're they're working, you know, and they've other things going on in their life. But I would strongly advise that anybody that wants to buy a purebred dog with papers that they number one, see are they either on there's a there's a site called Champ Dogs which is where pedigree dogs are. This means they're health tested. They cannot go on that site and they cannot be advertised unless they're health tested. Um, give them a buzz, be able to see the kennels and not just the parents of the dogs. If they have other dogs that you want to see where these dogs are kept, you want to see how familiar maybe the owner is with them, that you, that you can ask questions, ask yeah, any concerns you have. Yeah. Of course. Of, people will see a picture. goes for anything. People will see a picture of a dog and the parents and go, oh, isn't that so cute? And kind of the yes. heartstrings are pulled at then. And you think, well, hang on, they could have taken yeah. that picture from anywhere, even as yes. you said, your Facebook page, anywhere yes. with you 
me, for example, I could call out and say, look, when are you free? You'd say, well, just say, for example, Monday, anytime in the afternoon, yeah. I can call out, see all the fucking dogs, see exactly. dogs that are being boarded with you at the moment, see everything. Yeah, yeah okay. Of course. And you get to, like I said, you get to ask questions, you get to, so you, I find it's very important that when people ring me and say, look, we've seen this dog on the beach. It was one of yours. Somebody gave us your name and number. Can we come and look at the dogs? I find it's very important that if they have time, that they sit down even and write out the things they want to know. You know, whether it's about the exercise, whether it's about the food, whether it's about the lineage, you know, or how much space, you know, like, to be honest with you, I have no problem with with a puppy being reared in an apartment once they're getting that routine every day and they're getting that amount of exercise that they need every day. Because to be honest with you, that dog actually curls up pretty small on your sofa beside you. So that's, you would be picky you know, who you give the dogs to, would you? Oh, yes. There are certain people you obviously just could not. See, all the questions that you said that people can ask you, you can call out and yes. have a look, you can check that lineage, yeah. you can check all the other dogs. Yeah. It just shows, shows the difference between a real professional and a fucking gangster, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, can you imagine over COVID the amount of dogs that were just bred because they knew, oh, my God, oh, my God, that dogs are selling. Look at the price of that. Look, you know, and people getting all excited and people just... I have a male, she's a female, let's breed them with no idea of their lineage, no yeah. idea of whether they had kidney problems, um, poor eyesight, allergies, no idea about this, advertise them. Somebody comes along and paid. Now, I will stress, over COVID, I did not raise the price of my puppies. I did not fall into that trap. I, I to me, priority is a good family. It's my puppy going to a good family home that I can see it again and know that puppy is happy means everything to me. Like I, I'm, I don't know if you'll understand this, um, but I do have dogs that have gone to children with special needs, and you, you just the joy you get when you hand over that puppy to a child, you know, is it's just incredible. It really is, and it 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 changes a lot for them to have the responsibility of a dog. Yeah. It really does. You know, a dog it, company is, yeah, it's one of the best companies you can have. It's like it's um, of course, it, it's I don't know, unconditional. Like, it's unconditional. unconditional love for me. Like even to explain, like like even any family members. Even look, I'll be honest, I don't mind how this sounds. Like if if I go on a walking route and I just, I you know I'm, I'm I'm in the gym at the moment, but if I wasn't in the gym and I was walking like I was doing prior. Like, I'd be disappointed yeah. if I walked by a particular terrace and the dog that I see there every day isn't there. I'd say, where is he? Where is he? Because yeah, I want to meet know, him, you know? I know, I know, I know. Or don't. I used to do that when I when I was working. There was a certain house I used to pass and there was a Weimaraner always in the garden. And I haven't seen him in a while. And I, I, it used to, I used to get so upset. I actually had to stop myself from stopping the car and going in and knocking on the door and asking, where's the dog? How's the dog? Is the dog okay? <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, well, I'd but, be, I'd be something similar. People kind of think it's weird. I have, I have, it's um, not weird. A hundred percent. I, I know it's not weird. People just don't know, and if they don't know, I don't care. I know, and I'm happy enough. To, I, to some people, a dog is actually their security blanket. Hundred percent. You know, and and I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it's a positive, normal thing to to actually latch onto. Yeah. I mean, it could be way worse. So, <laughs> you yeah, know. no, one hundred percent. Yeah. Was, um... my, my addiction is perfectly normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's, it's you know, it's uh, mad because, like, if you have, like, loads of cats that say, oh, that's the one with the loads what? of cats. But if you have loads of dogs, isn't Deborah lovely? She's loads of dogs. It's amazing the difference yeah. in, in an animal of what people well, think. I do wonder. I do wonder, am I... Have I become the crazy dog lady instead of the crazy cat lady? <laughs> well, that'd be a privilege to be called the crazy dog yes. lady. I think. Exactly. Exactly. I have two I questions want... for you. Oh, yeah. Go on. Go I on. actually wrote them down while we were talking. Yeah. One of them was a question that I think, but I don't know what you think. And obviously, you're the expert, yeah. so I'll go with you. And the second one is a bit of advice for people out there okay. because you'll know Perfect. these two inside out. Um, this is why I don't write questions at the start because I just go down through them and I wouldn't be able to ask these two. First question. And I went crazy, tell me, right? <laughs> all of my life. I th- so I think dogs can tell or read a person quicker than any other animal on planet Earth. So, for example, when I was younger, I was always afraid of dogs. For no reason. Nothing ever happened to me. I was afraid of them. And they always seemed to look menacing to me. And I seemed a bit standoff, standoffish. I don't know what happened as I got older. But when I see a dog now, I feel on the spot that they love me, <laughs> that they love me yeah. on, on, on the spot. But they can tell but any of my family or any of my friends that have dogs, oh, well, this dog doesn't like this now, or he or she is a bit, they're never like that with me. Within fucking minutes, they're on their back, I'm rubbing their belly, I'm slapping their mouth, they're half biting my hand, always. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that dogs can read. Now, I, I don't mean if someone's hitting a dog or if someone's afraid. Just in general, if a dog is standing there and there's 10 people, I think they can tell. What way am I going to afraid? They can tell who the dog lover is. Yes, of course they can. Of course they can. Dogs How, have huge... Why? Talk to me. You have the floor. Because because dogs have an intuitive nature. Like, they're number one, they're curious anyway. You know? But they do. They, I, I don't know. Is it a certain smell people have? I don't know what it is. I But... A dog How knows straight you. away. Nobody. <laughs> a dog knows straight away if if he's going to like you or not, or you're going to like him. Can, can I just ask you, right? So, like, this is not me saying this because I love dogs, and this is not you, an experienced, someone who lives for dogs. This is a fact now, is it? A, a fact. You can look this a up fact. by a scientist. Okay, 100%. Uh, a fact. A dog's nature. They, they just know. They just know. But the next um, time I have this I've conversation with them. an idiot and giving them your phone number, ring Deborah, you, she'll tell you. you. Yeah, exactly. Well, number one, I'm not an expert. I am like everyone else. I am learning all the time. And I even surprise myself to things I can learn. You know, you're Only always expert, learning. No, go away out of that. <laughs> but no, I am. Seriously, I'm still learning. And um, there are some dogs that just... They will look at a person, they know straight away that they can't abide them. And they just know to stay out of their way or or they go for them. And I will say, these just have incredible nature. They're incredible plastic dogs. They love human contact. They live for their humans. They actually, um, oh, you, you just wouldn't believe how the huge affinity they have to their owners. They, they like obsess about them. Yeah. But yeah. we, the odd time, might get a visitor here. And I have a certain dog that he just straight away, he'll either start barking his head off at them or he'll just be quiet and be wagging his tail. But they no, they do know. They do yeah. know. If there's something about a person. And funny enough, and geez, I don't know whether I'm, I can say this or not, because obviously I'm, I mean no disrespect to anyone. I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings or anything. But I do remember a lady telling me 
that she rang me about one of the dogs I had sold her, beautiful male, beautiful. And he he could never go near her brother. The minute her brother arrived at the house, the dog would go ballistic. And he tried to bite him a couple of times. Now, this was only a period of a few months. So she said, what will I do? Am I going to have to get rid of him? Will I neuter him? Like, what's going on here? And funny enough, um, he felt ill one day and had to go to hospital. And he was absolutely riddled with cancer. And we think the dog knew this. We just think that's there's a smell or something that he just picked up on. Because we've heard other people say these things. Now, this is not like proven research or anything. It's just experiences and talking to different people. And they always say that the dog could just smell something wasn't right. Because how come anyone else was perfect with Sometimes it's owners as well. Like sometimes owners are nervous to have a dog. They, they might love dogs. Dogs. They might. It might be their first dog, and they're yeah. a little nervous. Like I. I went. Um, their I anxiety went, actually oh, comes 100%. out. One hundred percent. I yes. was in people in the Midlands in Ireland. I know Moat Park in Common. Sometimes the odd time I drive up there and have a walk around, but I yes. used to do a regular enough. We'll say, and that means about six, seven times a year is regular to drive up that far to go for a walk, but. I, I'd normally be on my own and one day I was coming down kind of the back end of it and I seen an owner very very far away and a dog running towards me it looked a little bit like a Dover man but it wasn't yes. um, he, the, 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 the man actually taught me to breed but I can't remember and the dog was halfway between both of us and barking at me as if the dog was protecting its owner and its yes. owner was calling it come back come back leave him he was roaring and shouting and I said shh I said shh stop roaring yeah. it's okay don't be getting the dog yeah. excited and I yeah. kept, and by the time your man got to me, the dog was in my arms and we were playing and this, that and the other. So if I had been as anxious as that owner, oh, I might goodness. have got bit or the dog might have got a yeah. kick with me defending myself for, and all yeah. for no reason. So so owners, a, a dog picks up, if a dog can pick up a, who's a nice guy or a nice girl, or but they can oh, also yes. pick up if you're anxious or if you're nervous. Isn't yes. that true? Yes, it, it is very true. And they, they act accordingly, they, don't they? Yes, they they know your emotions. They do. And, you know, they know when people are scared of them. They know when people um, just want to rub them. They know when people are curious because they they themselves are curious. Do you know, it's um, but yeah, they, they can definitely pick up on people's emotions. And we often find that people that are a bit of a nervous disposition or people that are very hyper, their dog actually acts the same. And, and it's so funny. It, it's yeah. like it's not meant to be funny, but you're kind of looking going, oh, my God. <laughs> that dog should be on Prozac, you know, because the owner yeah. obviously is, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's really strange. Some of the if things. If you're very calm around a new dog, it's amazing how quickly the dog becomes calm as well. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're saying, get down, stop jumping on me, turn around, get him down. Yeah. And the dog gets high. He, he, of course, it only makes it worse. But he doesn't understand and, and English for, to start off with. And flailing arms. Why do people do that? Ah, a dog. Ah. Like, obviously the dog is looking and going, Jesus Christ, what's going on with that human being? What's wrong with its arms? Do you know, they don't understand. And then they get confused or they get frustrated or they get excited or they just get afraid. You know, they do have the same emotions we have. Well, 100%. Yes. 100%. I seen the dog um, tied up outside a shop. No, the dog was very well groomed and was very well behaved. And the dog, the owner was getting a a paper and a cup of coffee coming back out. It was obviously the morning walk. But I've yeah. seen a guy walking by um, delivering. I, I won't say what company he was from, but we all yes. know them. 
it's not on post, by the way, when he went over. <laughs> and he put his hand on top of the dog's head and start rubbing the dog's head. But from behind, and the dog didn't snap, but it, it, it growled. But and he probably the, got a fright. The guy said to me, oh, Fish's dog. I said, no, well, if someone start rubbing the top of your head, I said, if you are going to yeah. do it, approach him from the front, maybe rub the under the mouth. down to his level. His Try go down to his level so he's not afraid. Do you know, it's very intimidating this big person coming along that's not even on four legs, that's on two. I do often think the poor dog is probably wondering how we balance at all, you know. Yeah. But but <laughs> you, it's important to get down to the dog's level as well, especially yeah. if, if you haven't been introduced to this dog and the yeah. owner's not there, it's in the shop. You know, I, I, I don't understand in this day and age why anyone would approach anyone's dog without the owner. Um, especially some of these, like, you know, you see the little bulldogs and stuff left outside shops. It's, it's actually a very common thing. Like if a dog isn't allowed in a shop, obviously the owner has to pop in and leave the dog mm. there. But yeah, I don't understand why anyone would approach these dogs. I even passed by with my little nephew um, a couple of years ago. And there was a big um, German shepherd outside the yeah. shop. And I just yeah. walked straight in and got my stuff and walked straight out. We're getting back in the car. And my little nephew said, I thought you love dogs. I said, yeah. I do. I said, why didn't you pet him? I said, because I love him. I said, who am I to pet him? I'm just a stranger yeah. approaching him. He's tied up waiting for his owner. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I never really thought. Now, he loves dogs as well, by the way. But I, yes. I felt like I passed on some wisdom. Although I didn't know if that was true or not. For me, it's just... um. No, but can you imagine, can you imagine, right, see, the very important thing about owning a dog is routine. If you set a daily routine for them, this is what they're used to. It's like a child, you know. So there's the dog. Oh, whatever. Daddy, mommy's gone in for the paper. He'd be out shortly. Usually only takes, whatever, three minutes. The queue in the shop. Your man's realised he's no money and he's taking money out the ATM and he's messing about on that. Then he's chatting to somebody. Then he meets a friend in there that said, oh, how are you this morning? Whatever. And this has gone on maybe 12 minutes. The dog outside is sat there going, Jesus Christ, where's my owner? Where's my owner? What's going on? He's normally out by now. And you'd be amazed at how then a person might go over to pet them and they're they're afraid or they're angry, or they're confused, because they're like, where's daddy? Where is he? <laughs> Do you know? And it's true, and people don't realise it's the little things, the little things that people need to watch out for, and need to just be a little bit more careful of, Do you know, yeah. a little bit more considerate. Yeah, people don't like I know. Them. I know it sounds mad that we're kind of humanising our dogs, but sometimes, sometimes it just calls for it. Well, you wouldn't no. go over and, and, and pat a human on the head that you didn't know from behind. You definitely would not, or you might be arrested. And so. you get a slap in the post as well. You know? <laughs> or, yes, that's another one, exactly, or both. Yeah. Do you know, like, uh, like if you had the time and if people didn't mind, this podcast could be four hours long because I'd never stop talking know, about dogs. I but know. I do want to ask you a question. Yes. Um, so anyone who loves dogs and anyone who's ever had a dog, if you're fortunate and if it's your first dog and it's four or five years old and it's healthy and it's fine, but unfortunately... It's normally the case that dogs pass away before we do. Yes. So I know that some people think like I, I give you like for me, a dog that you love passing is the same as a family member. There's no difference. People yes. might think, oh, well, how could you say that? That just is what it is for someone who loves a dog. And that's it. Yes. I actually heard one of the most insensitive things in my life over the last couple of years. I think it was in a bar. And one guy said, oh, just says Sandy died there yesterday. You know, the dog had him yeah. for 12, 13 years. 
And the man says, what will you do now? Will you get another dog? And I was thinking, you stupid idiot. That's like saying, oh, my granny died. Will you get another elderly person? Get another granny. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it, it's it's not like a turtle. No yeah. offence to turtle lovers, by the way. But it's not like no, a turtle. No, but you don't have that bond. You just don't. Yeah. So, yeah. talk to us a bit about, like, grieving a dog's death or... Like I don't I, even know what to ask you. I'll just say, dog I was kind of, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't um, ask me that question. Actually, oh no, um, no, no. I'm nearly, I'm nearly starting to cry now. That's okay, you've okay. done it. You've done it now, Mark. You've oh, done I'm sorry. it. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, right, okay. Um, my first, um, not my first visual, but the first genuine visual that I was so lucky to get. I was so lucky to find one of the most, I'd say, famous, for want of a better word, breeders in all of Eastern Europe is Anna Marmorosa. She's from the Rutinus Kennels near Budapest. And I managed to get my first, say, genuine male from her. I adored him. Absolutely adored him he, he was my baby he was my baby there was no doubt about it I remember going to the airport to collect him off the plane and I even the guys were when they were taking him off the cargo were like do you think he understands English and I was oh my god I never even thought of this but from day one I just had him in my arms Um, he was mine he slept he slept in the bed with me in between me and my husband Um, best contraceptive ever I can tell you he was, he was just always there um, to me, he was everything, everything. And unfortunately, two years ago in January, he got um, chronic kidney failure and I lost him. And I couldn't function. That is the truth. I couldn't. I, I have to say it was the biggest loss of my life. Um, like he completely had my heart, my whole heart. There was no space for anything else, only him. Even though I had other dogs, but he was just, to me, he was everything. He really was. Um, and saying goodbye to him had to be the hardest thing I ever had to do. It really was, because at the end of the day, I had to make that decision. And I brought him home from the vets. I wouldn't allow him to die overnight in the vets. I just said, no, 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 it's not going to be called in clinical. He's coming home. And I had hoped for a few more days, but unfortunately... He was fading very fast. Um, so I called my vet to come out and they put him to sleep with me holding him in his basket in the kitchen. And it did. It broke my heart. It broke my heart. It really did. So we buried him. He has his own little memorial up the top of my garden. Um, his little yellow roses are actually coming out now. And the kids, now my kids are grown up. They're adult kids. And they, they laugh at me. They go, Mammy, what's the story with the yellow roses and the yellow flowers? And I'd go, they were Tuco's favourite colour. How do you know that? You know, and I said, I just know that because he always lo loved the yellow blanket. You know, but and I'd, I'd just tell them, shut up. He was my dog. I knew him inside out. He knew me inside out. And that was it. And like I said, I have his great, great, great grand puppies at the minute. So it's very, very special to me. But... The loss was huge. And when yeah. someone does actually get in touch with me and say, we lost our, whatever, our 13-year-old, our 15-year-old, we'd really like a puppy, we just need a bit of time, I, I totally understand them. But I also understand that, believe it or not, it just depends, I think, on the type of person you are. But 
when you replace a dog, and to be honest with you, replace isn't the word, but I don't know what other word I can use, you know, but when you do get a puppy, your attention is very much focused on them and the toilet training and the daily routine and the puppy settling in. And it, it does help a little bit. It does. Now, some people, this wouldn't help at all, but others, the the stroking, the, the skin, the you know, and the, the ears, you know, it, it does help. It does help. Can I just say but, on that, like, 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 um, yeah. like I... I see both sides of that, you know, like yeah. I, I, I see yes. both sides of the coin. So the first side would be um, uh, like it, I, I loved my dog so much that I don't want to put myself through that pain again of yes. presumably yes. I'll outlive this dog as well. That's if the dog has a healthy life. There's nothing to say that the dog will have a healthy life, but I'm not in a position to put myself through that pain again at yes. any other stage because it was too painful. I absolutely get that 100%. But I also on the flip side, I think, and it'll be interesting to hear what you think. I think that if you are somebody who loves dogs and had treated that dog well and had built a bond and shown that dog love, I think it's a waste to not um, keep on that lineage yourself yes, with loving exactly. another dog as much and giving another dog um, that joy that you give your first dog. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's fair to say that, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. I have so many great memories. And that is the one bit of advice I can give to anyone that's grieving that has lost a dog is that just focus on because isn't it great now that we have our phones, that we can have pictures and we can have memories, you know, so they're the things you focus on is look at the good pictures, look at the good times you had. Think of all the lovely, silly, funny, cheeky moments you had together, you know, and if you get another dog, Yes, okay, something could happen to them as well. Of course, that's very possible. But why miss out on maybe 12 to 14, 16 years of joy as well? You know, it's, it's yeah, yeah it's, and you'd, it's, you'd it's bittersweet. Sooner, yeah. Yeah, it's bittersweet. You'd always sooner yeah. dog as well be with someone who you know that will care for them and love them and has yes. has form for doing it in the past and treat them well. Yes, um, exactly. It's always great to get an experienced owner, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And going back to what you were saying earlier on as well, yeah. um, like we do always say, there's no bad dogs out there. There's just bad owners. Because your dog loves you no matter who you are or what you do. You know, it's it's a it's a straight it's a strange way, really. You know, I do always say if 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 people had the characteristics and the love that a dog has, you know, wouldn't the world be a lovely place? Deborah, I've said that. I said if if everyone acted as the person that their dog taught they were yes we'd live in a very different yes. world wouldn't we wouldn't we things yeah. would be a be- it'd be a beautiful world it really would people yeah. would really you know know what it's like to love each other properly there's this uh i, I won't keep it too much longer but there's this meme yeah. and i think i shared it so it's a park and it's a bench and there's a man sitting on a bench and a dog it could yes. be a woman sitting on the bench a dog could be made it's yes. irrelevant there's a, a yes. human and a dog sitting on a bench but in this case, it's a man. And in his fission bubble, he's, fission, f- uh, f- he's uh, visualizing getting extra money and being happy and perhaps getting a promotion and job. And then there's an pl- airplane where he might want to fly somewhere on holiday. And then yes, in, the, in, the, in the dog's bubble, it's just him and his owner sitting exactly where they're sitting, you know? But yeah, this is, this yeah. is everything to the dog, but not to the person. Um, yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, look, I on know. that note, I think we leave it. I. Yep. Could literally talk to you for fucking hours on uh, dogs and bits and bobs. The link. Well, could I, 
could I just say one thing? You can Sorry. say anything you want. Sorry. I just I just wanted to say that if anybody out there has a Vizsla or a Vimarana, a pointer or friends of, that they are so welcome to join us at our clubs and to get in touch with me if they want times and locations. So tell us when the next meeting is then. Uh, June 11th in Wexford. In O'Reilly Beach. It's our first time to do it there. It's our first, it's the first open day. On the so beach? I, yeah. So we don't know. It's great, a great exercise, fresh air for everyone. Dogs love it in the water, out the water. Plenty of scope for the ball play, yeah. you know. So, yeah, and it's, as I said, it's good for us too, you know. Can you call me if you don't have a dog? <laughs> sounds of like, course you, sounds of like course you can. Of course you can. But you can find um, out about all the things coming up and all the bits and bobs in your email and your phone number and everything. And exactly. it's all on the Facebook page and the link is in the description. I would say urge people to go. Well, if you like looking at pictures of dogs, happy dogs, go and look at it anyways. <laughs> but, um. Deborah, thank you for coming on. But I actually, something else as well, I actually meant to say, and I'll say it now. If you have any doggy questions, you can ask Deborah, you can send on the information, you can do whatever you want. The link is in the description. If you'd like her to come back on in a couple of weeks' time, uh, and I have maybe 20 doggy questions that you've sent in, if if you don't mind, I could bring them to you and maybe yeah. it could be our dog expert of the I can try. I can try. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you well able for um look good look with everything genuinely thank you so much thank you so and, much uh, lovely talking to you take care everyone all the best bye-bye thank you don't forget to support the podcast by making a one-time donation to paypal as always the link is in the description of this episode thank you <laughs>